Well, hey, Zero Collective family, we thought it's a great way to start out this new year and just kick off where we're headed for the future. We could just take some time to look back over this last year and share some really significant stories of life change that have happened throughout the Zero Collective. And so uh, I'm sitting here with each one of the lead pastors of our four different churches in the Zero Collective, and they're each going to take a moment and just share kind of a favorite life change story that's happened over this last year so we can celebrate that together. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to share this. Uh, my name is John. I get to serve as the lead pastor of Center. And the story that comes to mind for me is a story named Lauren. And Lauren is a junior at a local college and came to our church a couple years ago, but grew up a pastor's kid. I grew up a pastor's kid. Um, and from Seattle, Washington, initially moved out to Grand Rapids. And I, I remember sitting down with Lauren. She would say I was disconnected from church. I was not in relationship with a local church. And through some invitation on campus was brought to Center Church, which is so, so cool. That's a good story by itself. Um, but hearing how God has used our church and transformed her life, she, a couple weeks ago, came forward and re-surrendered her life to Jesus and is walking in step with him and is getting ready to be baptized. And that's one of many stories of what God is doing through young adults and college students in our church. And I'm really thankful for that. It's been awesome. That's amazing. Uh, my name is Brad, and I'm the lead pastor of New Life Church, about 15 minutes down the road from John. And, uh, man, we've seen so many cool stories in our community as well. Um, a lot of what we've been seeing is just God's favor outside of the four walls of our church. And so one of the things that we're really intentional about doing is hosting um, outdoor park services in the summer. And one of the park services that we hosted was on Father's Day this past summer. And uh, there was a guy there with his wife named Bill. It was his first time ever visiting New Life. In fact, he, uh, he lived in his kind of trailer with his wife and their seven dogs and, and were kind of nomadic. And, and they came to visit the church um, in, in the summertime. And um, one of the things that we did at the end of our service was we had all dads stand up and, and we prayed over them. And we talked to dads who have shame as part of their parenting story and joy and celebration. And uh, one of the, the biggest parts of Bill's story is that he had been incarcerated for several years. And so for him, there was a lot of shame around his fatherhood story. And uh, he just describes the freedom that he experienced in that moment of being prayed over as a dad and all of that shame and the healing and stuff. And, and since then, Bill and his wife have put down roots in our community. Uh, they stuck around. He's joined a men's group. He's getting discipled by other guys in our church, went to a men's retreat a couple weeks ago. And his life is just seeing radical transformation. And he got baptized along with his wife in October. And so just really celebrating what God is doing in their family's life. That's insane. I, I love that, Brad. And my name is Kyle. I serve as lead pastor at Story, which is uh, right down the road from Frontline and about 30, 45 minutes away from Center and, and New Life. But uh, what God has just been doing at Story Church has just been absolutely incredible with our hand-to-hand -hand ministry that has morphed just beyond partnering with the school and, and students and families and dropping food off for the weekend. But now our hand-to-hand -hand ministry is a full-blown pantry. And so we're serving upwards of 100-plus people every single almost week. And one of the coolest things that has been kind of a reality for us is we've been seeing more and more people 
come and get our holiday boxes, spring break boxes, summer boxes of food, and then start attending, starting to check us out. And every time we have an opportunity to serve them food with a box or a food or whatever, it's also an invite. It's an invite, hey, join us on Sunday morning. All of our pickup times now are on Sundays uh, right after church. And so we've seen people kind of come, check out service, and then get food, and then the next week they show up again. And there's this mother and daughter who have got a food box, and now they're starting to get plugged in, and they're starting to find community. They're finding purpose. They're finding uh, that they are indeed an integral part of our church family, and God has just been blowing that up of, you know, not only them being connected, but also community partnerships, stores, Aldi, Sam's Club, Walmart, donating stuff where our shelves have never been bare. And so God is literally multiplying uh, just food and beverages and clothes right before our eyes and just making story almost this hub, this beacon light of hope for a community that is just searching for it. And families are finding purpose, love, and they feel like they belong at the Story Church. And so we're excited for what God's just been doing in that. Oh, man, just super cool, and especially hearing the emphasis on the community and the impact that you guys are having on your community. Uh, something that we started, I'm David, I'm uh, at Frontline. Something that we started even just this year, this fall, uh, is doing a midweek program just for children. And so the focus is on taking them deeper in their walk and relationship with Jesus, especially through scripture and memorization. So as we launched this program, we had it capped at 70 kids here at Frontline. Uh, but what we did, too, is we cut half of those uh, and give half of those to Frontline, and then the other half was strictly for our community. So whether it was through our essential store or other partners that we have, people that are not connected here at Frontline, and uh, we filled those spots up. We actually onboarded over 25 volunteers that stepped up that weren't currently serving uh, in any other children's area. So 25 brand new volunteers committed for like the next year, uh, just walking with these children. And there was one student in particular that came, and I just love these stories, uh, but he had been kicked out of multiple daycares. So daycare after daycare after daycare for behavioral issues. And so he ended up in one of these classrooms with two former, they're now retired teachers. And they just loved him. They sat with him. They were patient with him. They invited him in slowly. And so as he started engaging with scripture and the study, he started meeting these other friends. He was good from that point on. So his mom actually was going through a small group at the same time that he was there. So she was able to go deeper in her small group. He was was able to get connected and then that actually transferred because he was one of ours from the community that transferred to Sunday morning. So when they came and visited that following Sunday, he walked right into the block, had no issues, got settled right in and just a powerful story of his mom being able to connect and grow deeper in her relationship with God, but then also him through a lot of volunteers uh, here at Frontline. Wow. I, I hope it, at home that you're celebrating with us. I hope that you're leaning in right now, listening to these stories. Uh, because for us, these stories of human beings who are precious to God, coming to him through our different churches and through the ministries and through you, uh, families, people who are, who are living the message and being the hands and feet of Christ every single day. It's, it's like the rocket fuel for us of what keeps us going in ministry. We share these stories with one another. We celebrate these. And, and the reason we do that, the reason those individual stories are so important uh, to us is really because of what the, the whole vision of Zero is all about. So we're called the Zero Collective, this network of churches, but it really comes from this vision that we are not 
not done uh, until there are zero lives living unchanged for Jesus in our area, the greater Grand Rapids area. And really, it comes from a passage of Scripture, and all I want to do is just remind you of that passage of Scripture. I think it's good we remind every once in a while where that came from and where God stirred our hearts for this. So in Luke 15, Jesus tells three parables back to back. And they all have kind of like a similar message to them. So the, in the first one, the, the first story is about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off. And so the story that Jesus tells is, is that the shepherd leaves the 99 and goes in search of the one. And so what we've talked about a lot is what, what exactly was the motive of the shepherd when he went to get that sheep? Uh, was he trying, did he go after the one to get the one so he could get back to 100? Because, man, I, I can't, I got to get to 100. I got to conquer that before I can get to 200. I need 200 sheep. I need 300 sheep. No. The heart of the shepherd was, I'm going to go after that one lost sheep because the heart of God is that there would be zero lost sheep. We're, we're not done until there's no sheep that are lost. There's not a, a number that we're trying to hit. Second story Jesus tells, a very similar. It's a woman who has 10 coins. She loses one. And the story is she turns her house upside down to look for this one lost coin because it's so valuable, so precious to her. And, and again, if it, the, the motive matters, right? If it had been five coins, she would have looked for five coins. She didn't go looking for, the, for that one lost coin because she wanted to get to 15 or to have plenty with 20. That, that wasn't the goal. The reason that she turned her house upside down was because that she wanted zero lost coins in her home. That's what mattered. And then, of course, the most powerful story that Jesus wraps up with is that third story. It's about a father who has two sons, and one of them is lost. And because the father is not okay with that one son being lost, he longs for his son to be returned home to him. And my wife and I, we have four boys. You understand this if you have kids. It's not okay for me to come home with three of my boys accounted for and say, well, that's 75%, right, honey? I mean, that's, that's good enough. Besides, we, if, you know, we can just make another one that looks just like him, right? I mean, you don't get to say that as a parent. I have four boys. It matters to me that all four of them are home and safe. And that's the heart of Jesus. That's what he was trying to communicate in that is that for the father, uh, it's unacceptable, completely unacceptable to look at a world where there are any lost people still living apart from God, close to us, but far from our heavenly father. And so that's why these individual stories of life change matter. And that's why we celebrate them individually. And so uh, this is way less important than those individual life stories, but I had some of our staff just sort of calculate, just in the, in the spirit of celebrating numbers, and just how are we doing with the, the progress towards zero? How, how are we doing as a church? And so what, we, what I, uh, we looked at is how has each church done with specifically salvations and baptisms? Seeing, we just shared some of those stories about people getting baptized, um, but how are we doing um, in seeing people get saved, seeing people get baptized over the last few years with each church as they've joined the Zero Collective. And so here's what I was told, and these guys haven't even heard this yet, but Frontline, uh, we started the Zero Collective in 2016. And so since starting the Zero Collective, uh, Frontline has had 624 salvations and 391 baptisms. So if you're a part of Frontline and, and David and I serve there together and David is, you know, in the process of transitioning to be the lead pastor of Frontline as I step more into this role uh, with the Zero Collective, you need to hear Frontline has never been in a healthier place. Uh, we've never been more excited and more passionate and on vision to reach people with the gospel than we are today, correct? And so that's an exciting thing to be able to celebrate. Uh, New Life Church that Brad pastors 
since joining the Zero Collective in 2019, uh, they have had uh, you guys have had 178 salvations and seen 152 people get baptized. That's insane. That's absolutely crazy. And just the momentum and growth uh, and what God is doing in that community. If you if you've had the opportunity and the blessing to go to New Life, you know you just feel the energy uh, in that place. It's just exciting to be there. Um, Center Church, since joining Zero Collective, has had 44 salvations and 37 baptisms and has been in the, the most uh, productive era in terms of seeing people come to Christ and get baptized that they've had in their, in their history as we look back over the data and the records that you guys have had. So in Byron Center, God is moving and impacting lives, and um, that has just continued to grow since joining the Zero Collective. And then the Story Church, which is our newest uh, addition to the Zero Collective, um, they, they just joined us on May 23rd, uh, 2021. That was the actual date. Like they had the, the specific date on there. So it had, you know, you know, just, just a little bit over uh, a year. So you guys since joining have had 37 salvations and five baptisms, which is just incredible. Just incredible the way God is moving and the way he's continuing to impact churches. The, the way I would end this, uh, the, our time together, it's a, it's a time of looking back and celebrating. But obviously with what we just talked about with Zero, uh, we're not done yet. And we still have a long way to go. And these moments where you get to kind of stop and look out over, you know, the mountain and, and you see the path that you've walked up, those are incredible moments. I think New Year's is a great time to look back and just go, thank you, God, for what you've done. Because this isn't uh, my idea. This isn't our idea. This is an only God vision. It's an only God idea that he had for us. Uh, and that you, if you're watching, you get to be a part of it along with us. And we get to watch what he is doing and what he's unfolding. And that's just exciting. So uh, just as we look forward into this next year, we still have a long way to go. A couple things I just wanted to mention to you. We're looking to continue adding churches in the Zero Collected. And so I would love to ask you, no matter what church you're part of, would you continue to please pray for the Holy Spirit's discernment for those of us sitting right here and also for our, our Zero Collective leadership team as we discern what are the right next churches, uh, what are the right next steps, um, that we need to take, even as we think about church plants in the future, any of that kind of stuff, we need the Holy Spirit's discernment and direction. It, this has been his uh, from the very beginning. He's directed our steps. We really believe that, and we want him to keep doing that and not for it to be us just trying to, you know, do whatever we think is a good idea. Um, second, I'm transitioning in my role. Uh, Blake Hicks, our executive pastor, is also transitioning in his role at Frontline uh, to be a Zero Collective role. And Corey Post, our, our worship pastor who served here at Frontline, is also transitioning uh, to be the Zero Collective worship pastor. So we would love your prayers as those transitions create a lot of just you know, messiness and questions that sometimes we have answers for, sometimes we don't, and we're figuring it out as we go along. It feels like sometimes we're building the plane, you know, while it's in the air. Um, but again, I, I think that's how faith is. I don't think you get to see everything. It's always a yes before how um, move where we say yes, even and we allow God to fill in the gaps of how. So we're definitely living that out right now. And then uh, in the future, uh, we're talking about at some point, where would God call us to plant a church in a part of our area where there isn't currently a church that could represent um, the gospel message and the invitation to come to know him. So uh, to close with that, I would just say, could you just take some time today to start this new year out on New Year's Day, maybe as a family, or maybe if you're watching by yourself, just, just even close this time um, and uh, just spend a few minutes praying specifically for the mission of God to go forth, for the kingdom to be built, and for there to be zero lost people who are living unchanged by Jesus in our communities for in this next year.